Welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast, the sports version. I'm here with Theo and Reem. How you guys doing this week? All is good. Yes, sir. Same here. Oh, that's great, man. We got love talking to you guys about sports. We got some things this week going on. Finally, the World Series is set. We know who's going to be in it. Uh, who do you guys have? And to give me an idea how many games y'all think it's going to take. I got the Braves six games. Okay. Um, don't sleep on Houston, the Astros, but being a Yankees fan, I definitely can't root for the Astros, but I had the Braves early on in the playoffs once my Yankees got bumped, so I think Braves in six. Yeah, I'm going to be short, man. Braves, any game after four, five, six, or seven, man. As long as they win it, I'm happy with that, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't go with go with Houston either or something. Even even though I mean, I hate to say it, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, right. It, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Right. But I mean I think I think the Braves should get in. I think I actually think it's gonna go to full distance. This would be a long one. I think it'll be seven games. Mm-hmm. But I, I hope the Braves win. I don't wanna see Houston win at all. I mean I looked looked at it with him. I'm glad the Braves beat the Dodgers. That was a close call. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good series. Yeah. So last night we had um, Jamel Harris and Shakur Stevens fight. What's your mom? Do you guys get a chance to check that one out? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll defer to Theo on this one. You know, the kid's a real deal, man. I was impressed, man. You know, he stayed in the pocket. You know, people thought he would, you know, try to, you know, stick a move. But uh, Harris is a point of fire, you know, Pro, pro fighter, he's champion, of course. Yeah. Top ten fighter in his weight class. So you know, anybody, anybody that makes a um, living boxing has my respect, man. So yeah. you know, maybe he has two jobs, boxing and something else. Though, so. yeah. but Stephen, he still he stayed in the pocket, man, and he fought toe to toe with Nibi. He was aggressive. He knew when to stick a move, lift yeah. it up. He has good defense. He, he's a, he's the real he's the real deal for sure. Yeah. I, was, I was definitely impressed with him, man. I didn't think he will stop Harry though, but. He did, man, and it's kind of like yeah, a no contest, really, man. It wasn't even that close, to my surprise. Yeah. I, th- I thought Stevens had it, like, he had control of the fight all the way through. Like, i never mm-hmm. seen a point where Heron actually did anything that affected him. I mean, he had a couple of flashes, you know, where he got a couple of flurries in, but mm-hmm. other than that, it wasn't anything that Heron did that was, was I, I didn't think he was that impressive at all, at least last night. I've seen him do better, you know, have better fights than this, but... right. Last night was wasn't the wasn't the fight for him. Who knows? Maybe that whole thing being in the same camp, the familiarity and stuff like that. Because I remember listening to Stevens talking about he he knows everything that the guy's gonna do. He mm-hmm. knows he trained on everything else. Maybe that familiarity actually hurt Harry. Yeah, I can see that though. Yeah. A, lot, a lot a lot of these guys do a lot of sparring, you know, say behind closed doors or, or private sessions or being somebody uh, spot partner doing training. So. The familiarity, the familiarity with other fighters is definitely well known. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what what do you think is next for Herman? Scott's limit, man. I mean, he could fight Haney, those guys, you know, Haney, Tio, you know, whoever out there, you know, he could fight them all. Yeah. What's funny is that that was a, a, a really localized flavor fight too. You had a guy from New York fighting a guy from Newark. Mm-hmm. So that, that was interesting. Right. Yeah, that's good to see. Yeah. I thought it was funny for for the activity for Heron. The most interesting part of his whole fight might have been the walk in with Jada Kiss. 
<laughs> I missed that part. Yeah. So he came in the Jada. They were actually there. Jada Kiss was with him, and Quavo was with Stevens. Mm. So they they actually paid. The crazy thing is that you got two guys paying these guys this type of money for two minutes <laughs> on the walk-in. Right. Yeah. Once the locks won, won that versus battle, right? The yeah, price yeah. went up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is a $50,000 walk. Yeah, JDK is everywhere right now, man. He's doing yeah. everything, man. Yeah, he's everywhere doing it. He's everywhere. Thing. Good for him, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So this week, listen, I know you guys seen this. Um, it was and I'll just segue this into teams that are doing well in the NBA and teams that look a little disjointed. So let's start with the disjointed first. We we got a chance to see Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard get mix it up, not in a good way, mix it up on the bench. I mean, what do you guys think of the Lakers? Listen, the Lakers so far. I mean. Even past the first game with Russell Westbrook and stuff, how do you guys think the Lakers are doing? What do you think's going on with the Lakers right now? So far, they look like a mess. <laughs> you know, dating back to the preseason, they went 0 for 5 there, and now they're 0 for 2. I think they'll figure it out. It's still early in the season, but yeah, you got guys arguing on the bench, ready to fight each other. LeBron, I don't know if AD thought LeBron was going to jump in or something, but LeBron kind of like stood back. So that was kind of awkward to watch. But yeah, right now they look like a mess. Um, but I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, I think um, I read or heard it had to do with more about um, Dwight Howard's um, body language on the court, not getting the ball certain spots and stuff like that on the court. So, you know, I think they didn't like that or appreciate that. Because he felt, because he felt that he was showing up as his teammates on the court. So I guess he wasn't getting, getting the ball. Yeah. And um, like an eighty-one addressed that, you know. So you know, I think that's where Howard felt certain way about it. But the way to listen, they brothers and others other cleared it up after, after the game or during the game. So and plus, you know, we've seen it before plenty of times. Though you know, it get heated, all get heated during games and tensions flare up a little bit. You know, so understandable. But you know, and nothing like KD, you know, you know, and Dream on Green, man, to that level though. Thank God. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. so they hashed it out, man, and. Hopefully, for those guys, take us all as well, man. I mean, they, they got some funny stuff going on about that. One of the one of the running jokes is that um, the White Howard and Anthony Davis was fighting because the White Howard was left off the top seventy-five, and he was <laughs> fighting them because it was his spot. <laughs> they was they got that one, and then what's the like what's the deal with LeBron having to give Russell Westbrook a prep talk after Game One? After Game One. He had to get Russell Westbrook. Yeah, told him to take it easy or something. Go yeah. enjoy your family. Or mm-hmm. It's only one game. And Magic Johnson even chimed in, said in all his 42 years of being around a Lakers organization, he never seen people actually fight on the bench. <laughs> he said, he said, listen, he might have seen opposing teams. He might have seen guys fight in the locker room, but he never seen them actually fight each other on the bench or try to fight each other. So, so, he, so he, he didn't see KD and Draymond a couple years ago? Nah, the whole, the whole, might, the whole might, world saw that. He might be talking about the Lakers. You know, Magic. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So he probably told yeah, he. I mean, I think they'll work it out or something. There are some other jokes about them. They're comparing his team to the Kobe, Carmelone, Gary Payton team or something where you had yeah, a... Yeah, that was a mess. 
Yeah, that, that, that's their comparing this team to that. But time will tell. I think they'll pull it together, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that Carmelo hasn't been involved in any of this foolishness. And his name hasn't come up. Yeah, other than uh, pump faking on the free throw line, right? Or whatever that was. He said the ball hit his forehead. And if he would have continued to shoot, it would have been an air ball. So he'd rather take the penalty. Lakers follies. They're going to be on Shaq in the full lot this year. So <laughs> we've seen the NBA Top 75 come out. And there's some, some notable snubs. I mean, from Vince Carter to Grand Hill to Tracy McGrady, greeting back to like some some of the older guys. I think I don't know if George Idols or a couple of guys that that we people felt should have been on there that weren't. No Paul Gasol, no Manuel Ginobili. I mean, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough because we don't know what the criteria was and nobody was. But I always felt like felt like this. Like if I say somebody needs to go on, somebody's got to come off. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's always the tough part. What did you guys think of like some of these guys being snubbed, and what's him like maybe what's it maybe um a little bit? And we'll, after we talk about that, we'll get into this next thing because I, I, it's a valid point going on about Kyrie. Yeah, like you said, somebody in order to put somebody new on, somebody has to come off. So I I think all of the guys who are on there seem pretty deserving. Like, just glancing at the list, I couldn't think of anybody where I was like, no way this person belongs on the list. So everybody seemed pretty deserving. Um, Some of the guys that you just mentioned, them being left off, though, does sound a bit crazy. Dwight Howard. Like you said, Grant Hill. Even Tracy McGrady. I mean, these guys... To me, definitely seemed like they would be top 20, uh, 75. Um, Dwight Howard is deserving. Dwight Howard is deserving. Um, Matumbo, I think he got snubbed myself personally. My son, Georgetown Bias, though, but Matumbo got snubbed for you know, his play on the court and off the court for the basketball. Didn't Yao Ming get snubbed too? I think Yao Ming got snubbed too. Yao Ming got snubbed. But, uh, you know, definitely Dwight Howard, the Tumble, the first two names that come to my mind for being snubbed. Yeah. You know, who, who should be uh, deserving of being a top 75. You know, but I'm like, you guys, this, man. Um, I don't think um, AB deserving at all, to tell you the truth. Well, you know what's interesting? I, I, I think about what you're saying, and to some extent, it makes sense because the only reason I could think of them leaving Grand Hell off is the body of work, the time frame. So, Anthony Davis has been really, it's like somebody was complaining about Jokic being left off. But when I look at Jokic, I say, okay, he's been in the league for what, six years? Mm-hmm. We only knew who he was for the last two. Right. You can't be one of the greatest players in 70, 75 greatest players for the last two years. These guys been like, <laughs> when, you look, when you look at Anthony Davis, I don't think he has the body of work of Dwight Howard. I, I, no, Howard, yeah, definitely has yeah. much better. Yeah, not comparable. I mean, some of the stuff that like, but when you look at Grant Hill, because he got injured, his window was shorter or something. They might, who knows? They might have did the same thing with Tracy McGrady. I didn't, I don't remember offhand. Did Penny Hardaway make the list? No. Nope. Penny Hardaway didn't make the list. Grant Hill, Vince Carter, you know, Agent, Agent Dantley, Alex English. 
So Alex English and Adrian Danley, they had the longevity. They weren't always hurt, so I don't understand those. But some of these guys, when you look at the guys that got injured, like a Penny and Brand Hill and all this mm-hmm. stuff, they had they had great careers, but it was like for four years. Right. Yeah. And the rest of the years, they were either hurt or they only played in our games and stuff like that. So maybe they were counting that into it. But then you got the flip side of it. What was what was um, Vince Carter? Because he played too many years? Yeah, I think that that might have, you know, might have rubbed some people in the wrong way in terms of the voting. Because the last few years, right, he was in that mentor mentor role or whatever it was. Right. I think think, uh, Dwight Howard may have been plagued by that too, right? Because he was on Charlotte at one point. He was on Atlanta. He played on like eight teams, right? Right. Yeah, so he, you know, kind of bounced around. We're thinking of the Orlando Magic. Um, Dwight Howard, who's deserving just based on his time there. Right. Then he had that first stint with the Lakers, right? Yeah. Got into some beef with Kobe or whatever that was. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably why, if I had to guess why he was left off, I still think he's deserving, but. Yeah. I I don't have to, I still definitely make a case for him, though, because even when he's on the Lakers, he had good numbers. And when he's on Houston, he had pretty good numbers, too. That's another place. Yeah, I forgot he was even over there. <laughs> All right, Houston, Dwight, Charlotte. Yeah, the way Howard had pretty good numbers up until maybe what the last year. Yeah, he had good numbers for a little bit. It's just I don't know. I mean, sometimes like you know, you look at Matumbo with his numbers. Maybe it's a personality contest. I, you know, I was thinking too. Listen, I was looking at it like I would. I would love to know the criteria because. If this was a sponsored thing, it can't be a sponsored thing because I don't think Nike would leave Vince Carter off. Right. So, who knows what this criteria is. But there's another thing floating around with this, too. Um, There's a thing where Kyrie Irving, if you, I guess if you Google what is um, Net 75 Net seventy five or something like that, and it's a page where it's not there anymore, where Kyrie Irving was with him, I guess, said to be under 75, and he's not. Um... I, do we believe he's deserving? Do you think? I, I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, those years in Cleveland before LeBron went back, before the whole I'm coming home thing, uh, Kyrie could score, but he wasn't much of a leader over there either. His teams didn't win. Then LeBron came home, right? And they won. He played well. Then he went over to Boston. That was a bit of a mess. He put up numbers, but that was a mess. Now he's on the Nets. That's a mess. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have personally picked him. Skills-wise, he's top 75, but it, it hasn't really materialized into wins or anything. And, and leadership is questionable, too. Not, I'm not even talking about the whole COVID thing. Just in general, he's had issues leading up to this this whole COVID thing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I think um, William hit a, hit a lot of good points. I just want to add that um, I mean, Kyrie's not, not a, a guy who has a lot of assists too as well. He has a very low assist rate as well. You know, he average, take out that skill set who can create space and create space for others to have at least, have at least 10 assists a game at least, you know. So he had a very low assist per game rate. Uh, and like William um, said, you know, before LeBron got there, he, he was just, uh, you know, uh, a guy winning 20, 20 games a year. So LeBron got there. Yeah. You know, so um, once LeBron got there, of course, he shined a little bit here and there for a brief, a brief stint. Once LeBron left, he kind of fought a little bit, got injured in Boston. 
and that is playing too well. Rising Brooklyn right now, and Brooklyn's playing good without him. Like we said, uh, skill-wise, he's definitely top 25, though, but I'm quite sure it's more about skill set to have somebody not this. So, yeah. you know what's, what's interesting, just listening to us talking, I think I think one of the things they probably factored in, too, that we're talking about now is the, the intangibles part of the game, too, like, not only like statistics like what like how's that translate into wins and you know how's it how do you stack up against your peers because that is true you never hear about Kyrie Irving and no top 10 assist leaders for the for the league even though he's been in the, the league for years you don't hear about him being in that type you know that type of thing mm-hmm. whatever and, and he definitely like him help he's 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 a listen he's a he's a good number two he's right. not a guy that's going to be uh, probably one of the best number two but He's not a guy that's gonna drive you to necessarily wins on his own or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that could be something that they factored in there too. Like how do, how did this person you know drive things or what they do? Even though that's still you're in love, the guy that still most looks snubbed in that is the White Howard because the White Howard took him and Jameer Nelson took the Orlando <laughs> Magic to the, to the championship. Think about it. Can you name really a whole bunch of other people from that team besides him and Jameer Nelson? Not really. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, could. He's a monster. Yeah, I could even the head coach who blew it for them by putting <laughs> in um, Jameer Nelson when they should have left Skip Skip my Lou like, in, in our series. Yeah, remember, yeah. remember Jameer was hurt that series. It was mm-hmm. when Jameer got hurt and started a race for Austin, man. They were ball out their mind, man. They yep. had what? They had like, what, like a, a two to one lead. Yep. And team made this switch to start Jameer Nelson. Yeah. It was it was a wrap after that, man. <laughs> you know, so I've been a coach, man. Yeah, they definitely had opportunities. Um, dating back to last season, and we already talked about some of the Laker turmoil, and going into this season, the Lakers have now lost seven consecutive games. Well, is that is that a reason for them to worry outside of the personalities on the bench? Should they be concerned? I think they'll figure it out, but I I think it is you know a cause for concern too at the same time. Because um, you put to, together this this roster, right, of all these guys who are supposedly superstars and this, that. And, I mean, granted, it's still early on, right? So nobody's saying cause for concern doesn't mean, you know, pack it in after two games or whatever they played. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would say they they need a win bad. They almost in a must-win <laughs> must situation for me. Just, just because there's so much spotlight on them, um, you got to get a win. Russell Westbrook, like you mentioned earlier, kind of needing the pep talk. You got the fight thing going on. There's just so much hoopla around this team. I think they need a win. Um, so, yeah, I think there's some cause for concern, but obviously being two games in, it's not like, oh, man, we're, we're no longer able to uh, potentially compete for a finals appearance or whatever it is. They got to figure it out quick, I would say. Um. The quality for concerns is, is probably a low low rate for me. I probably have maybe like, like a two out of ten. If it was the same exact roster as last year, there would be a high be higher than that. But we got like you know ten new guys into a twelve man roster that you know we be expected, of course. But um, if the guys come out at least you know at least five hundred next next uh, they play twenty games and they get like ten and ten or or twenty five and, and, and eighteen, then they'd be alright though. But Right now, my my public um, concern is very low right now with the Lakers right now. I think for me, 
what's more concerning for me than the Lakers team itself is LeBron. Not his play, but this will be the first year. Like generally, LeBron play LeBron plays with teams that he puts together. But those guys mm-hmm. are usually people that are more team oriented that'll accept certain roles and do certain things. This year he's got like he's got some real strong personalities. I mean, you know he's got his personality, ADs itself, but now you got Russell Westbrook, the White Howard. And I'm sure if Carmelo doesn't like what's going on, he'll be voicing his opinion too. So mm-hmm. he's got some strong, strong people on there. And it's it'll probably be a little tougher to rein if like in the other, in previous years I could see LeBron, you know, maybe being to rein some stuff in. But this might be a little more challenging for him this year. That's what, than any other year I probably in his whole career because this this is a real cast of personalities. Like you seen you we've seen Westbrook just go off the railroad. I don't know if he'll be able to rein him in that easily. This is not um, Dennis Schroeder. Post another guy, uh, like personality over there too is Rondo, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's another guy. So you Plus the, their their bench too is um is like relatively young. At least the guys who are filling in now, right? Malik Monk. Yeah. Um. Uh, you got Horton Tucker out, right? They got yeah. a couple of injuries. Yeah. One is out. So they roster, the guys who are playing now might not necessarily be the guys off the bench that are playing, you know, yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you that's got... another thing to factor in. Yeah, you got... Baby but one thing I guess that's even more concerning, like you said, is uh, LeBron, which is good. He's making a good percentage of them, but he's taking more jump shots than I ever seen him take. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit of, of a concern. Granted, he's making a good portion now, but I still want to see LeBron get into that basket. Yeah, right now, he's taking, you know, he's taking, I think one game, he took like 10 threes already. Yeah. I think you can see this game. He slowed down a little bit. You can see he's, he's uh, slowing down a little bit. He's not, he's, so he's, he's not so he's supposed to though, but he's not going on a full speed ahead. Yeah. I mean, maybe his jump, jump ability was lowered a little bit, how far he used to jump, you know. He still, he still doesn't finish strong to the whole. Mm-hmm. But, but, he, but he's, a, he's an improved jump shooter, though, so I can see why he's shooting um, all those threes in a three-point era, so to speak. Yeah. Um, the key for that, I think LeBron will get it done you know, once these guys come healthy again. Um, Baze more, these guys, Meek Monk, you know, the kid Nunn. Yeah. You know, so I think I think they get it done. But, uh, but LeBron, right now, he's probably on cruise control right now, so to speak. He's trying, you know, just by the time God come back, uh, come back healthy again and see what's going on. So he, he's just on cruise control, just, you know, keep on for now. Yeah, I, I, I can believe that. That was, I mean, he's pacing him still. Mm-hmm. Like, my my only concern is the players around, like, a guy like Westbrook, it's, it's hard to, it's real hard to rein him in. And once you lose him, it's going to be tough to bring him back to the fold. Plus, they can't uh, they can't afford to see um, like Anthony Davis, let's say, get hurt or anything like that. Because um, right now, I don't know who who you like fill in to replace him if he gets hurt. I don't think I don't think there is a replacement right now. I think I think um, they they made some deals, and I think they they might have got some some guys like you know that that can do some things or something probably at a more bargain place and cap friendly stuff and things like that but I don't know if they all if they all mess or something I, I think yeah, they this is kind of like the, the, 
the most awkward LeBron uh, type of team because usually he has those shooters around them. Now you got Russell Westbrook who's kind of like clogging the paint a little, right? Because he can't really shoot. I don't know who the shooters are right now. Who's gonna who's to who's gonna defend anybody on that team? Right. Kent Bazemore. I mean that. I mean don't get me wrong. LeBron defends. I never knock his defense because he works. Yeah, LeBron, Rondo, AD. Yeah. Yeah. They, but like, it's not. I don't think it's enough hustle, guys. I don't know. It's it's a different team. Mm-hmm. I think. I think mm-hmm. LeBron is probably right to pace himself because I think towards the end of the season he's gonna have to do a lot. What about Ariza? Two comes back. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, he's he's a good intangible guy. He's another guy that's out. That I think he'll be helpful. I'm just interested to see how you get these guys out there, and unless you got a box score where everybody's shooting 14 shots a game or 12 shots, how do you keep these guys engaged? Like, I don't think Carmelo, like a guy like Carmelo, everybody says they just want to win, but that's good to say that until you play eight minutes and get two attempts. Right. How are you gonna fill in? Rondo, I don't. Rondo's one of the guys I don't think he would care. And Bazemore, nobody, those type of guys, nobody cares what they think. But I'm pretty much sure Russell Westbrook cares. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think. I, I mean, I wouldn't numbers. say all that. But he, yeah, he's a numbers guy. I believe he is. Carmelo, I, I think Carmelo has kind of accepted that backseat. He's not out there, let's say, trying to get twenty. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think he wants to be out there, like you said, running up and down the court without touching the ball. Yeah. He's not trying to go 10 possessions up and down, you know, mm-hmm. without getting yeah, a shot yeah. or two off. Yeah. Look, I'm look, sorry. Look. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Fred. Let me ask you guys a question before I forget. Yeah. Oh, the Lakers are, 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 are a half-court team or a running-gun team? Because it seems like you're trying to be a, a, a running-gun team. Yeah. But they speed limit is, is slower than everybody else's running gun style of play. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I mean, I'm saying it wrong. A run, no, you're right. A running slow team. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're running slow. The goal thing is run up and down the court. No, you, you know, the right. Rockets, these teams oh, yeah. run. They like, don't have the same kind of style. You guys going like 50 miles per hour. They're about to go 85, 90. <laughs> you know, so they, 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 they have a uh, you know uh, uh, yeah. it's a number, man. Like you know, do, do Melo want to run up and down the court? Do LeBron want to run up and down the court? Yeah. You know, young guys want to run up. Rondo don't, don't mind. Rondo and Dunn yeah. and Bazemore, yeah. the other guys, or Visa, they don't mind. Yeah. Maybe AD a little bit. You got Young and Jordan probably don't want to run up and down the court like that. No, I doubt that. You know, saying so Dwight Howard either. You know, he wants to do a little half half, half court and dunk on somebody's head. You know, saying so he don't want to run up and down the court like that. So. They're kind of caught, you know, 40 yards identity-wise, I think. I think you're right, because I think I think that I don't even know, like you said, I don't know if the players fit the style of play. Like, mm. like you said, you got a bunch of guys that like, well, I hate to say it, but 75 or 80% of those, the, the rosters past their prime. Well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, now, if the, don't get me wrong, this was seven years ago? You have some thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now, I mean, a lot of people long in the tooth. Great. Yeah. No. yeah. If this was seven years ago, we'd be talking about how this team may be uh, a dynasty or something. Like, I would tell you this. Like you said, I don't even know if LeBron will be. That's probably why it's like, listen, yeah, you got to pace yourself. I don't I don't see LeBron wanting to run full speed for 82 games. Who's going to have in the playoffs? If Le- for the right. played, I looked at the Bosco. I'm like, they have no chance of winning. LeBron had 33 and 80 at 34. And the next closest guy was six. 
I'm like, you know what? I'll take that every game I'm playing against them. They no chance of winning if two guys got a score. Right. I'm I'm gonna flip it over. I'm gonna flip it over too. Don't get me wrong. We over here talking about the Lakers. The Nets got the same thing. I don't know what's going on with James Harden, but KD can't average 40, 40 something points for them to win and get and lead them in every statistical category because the rest of those guys ain't doing nothing out there. And KD pretty much made some statement today or yesterday recently saying um, that the whole Kyrie, we can't sit and wait. Basically, Kyrie's not coming to save us. Yeah. So they already resigned to the fact that he's probably done for the year, more than likely. Yeah. Um, like you said, I don't know what Harden, I'm, you know, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's the fouls or like that new rule is in his head or something. It is. Usually he's getting at least 10 free throws off of that a game. Yeah. So now he's not getting those. I don't know if that's what's like causing him to be a little apprehensive or but right now that team is, they, you know, they got some issues too. Hey, we Harden never, never got those close in the first place. <laughs> I agree. Never yeah. should have those close. Whether it was Houston or whoever he plays for, for OKC. You should never got the call in the first place, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of just going, just play ball, man. You don't get tricked out of garden, just play ball. He's getting a lot of offensive fouls called now, too. A lot of them. Mm. So he's got to adjust to something. He got to do it quick because I watch, you know, you guys know I watch the net games and I'm like, yeah, how did KD have 40, 46 or something? And then he had, then he had a triple double with 32 and today he had 38. I mean, what else can he do? I mean, you can't – right now, he average, I think, like 38 points a game or something. That's not enough? <laughs> Listen, Katie, we need you to get that average up to 50 for us to compete. And and the, and the Sixers game, let me tell you, the Sixers game, I, I watched it, and I can tell you right now, as much as Ben Simmons is sitting out, they need him too. They, they do need Ben Simmons because they're not the same defensively without Ben Simmons at all. Because which they they and like the, they basically yeah they basically they led that game against the Nets and then the Nets decided to wake up like they always try to do at the end the beginning of the fourth and the game was over basically yeah because the Nets should have lost that one they should have been yeah. that's right three that's right yeah, no one three so the Sixers and the Sixers and the Nets both need to figure something out right now a uh, 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 Brooklyn a uh, 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 team that has depth of size well, don't seem yeah. like it though. They got old people too. They already got people getting hurt. Like today, Blake Griffin didn't play. I'm like, this is game three. You can't be on old management in game three. He's out for rest. It's funny you say that. The game game against Philly. Yeah. I watched the game. He was jumping the ball up up court. He looked so slow and it looked like it hurt him so much to put the ball through his leg. I think MD was trying to run him down. Yeah. He was trying to run a fast break. He hit this so slow and look like you know it took him like ten minutes to put the ball through his legs, man. I was like, yeah, Blake, man, he's his his legs are gone, man. How do you have load management in game three? Three, three. We already sitting out for rest in game three. Mm. I'm like, mm. come on, man. Game three. Yeah, yeah. They don't have size of depth, man. Especially depth wise, they don't have it, man. You mm. know, there's a whole host of teams that listen that things are like. Don't get me wrong, it's early in the season, but I got to give them their kudos. Like, the Knicks are playing well. Whatever, I mean, they're, they're playing well. But who would have thought that when you looked at it, you would have the Washington Wizards, the, um, the Chicago Bulls, the Charlotte Hornets, 
I kind of thought the Hornets would be pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're, like you said, those teams are exciting to watch right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're exciting to watch. The Hornets, right? Like you said, Chicago, Caruso, right? He's balling. DeRozan looks like he's back in Toronto. Yeah. They look good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, on the flip side, some of the teams that we thought was like shoeins, like I'm looking at Indiana and I'm like, these dudes ain't making the playoffs. They not making it this year. I mean, not not with the roster. I mean, again, Kyrie Levert is not playing. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. T.J. Warren's not playing. I mean, at some point, like you, like I will say this: the dude they drafted, Duarte, he's good. He, yeah, he's, he's good. good. Yeah, he's official. He, he went from college to starting, and he looked he look like he belonged. So, yeah, the dude is already like 24, 25. So, yeah, that's a grown man. older. A hell out of college players. Yeah, he, he can't afford to spend three years developing at 24 years old <laughs> into the league. You know, you know the, the league is funny because we, we just saw that he just put up 40 on somebody, Miami Heat, the other day, and then, then he gets smoked by the Pacers. Like just like today, yesterday. It's, yeah, I don't understand that. And I don't understand that, man. So you know, the NBA, you know, is just can't really call it, man. You can't, yeah. you can't really call it. Like right now, really. yeah, right now, our Knicks is the Knicks are down by four points right now against the team. They just smoked by thirty, Orlando. Yeah, that's not at home, and they 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 in a dog fight, so to speak, right now in the fourth quarter right now. So, well, I mean, you got you got Minnesota's undefeated, Denver. Okay, I get that. Memphis, Utah, Denver, and Memphis. I, I, you know. We not not Denver, but Denver and Utah. We would expect. Mm-hmm. Golden yeah. State looks like they playing a little, playing pretty well. Yeah, they are playing well. Golden State look different, man. Yeah, so they, Dallas looks a little off. Dallas, like some of these teams, they just like I don't know if the like all the time you always hear the players mention that the preseason not important. They not do this, but. It seems like a lot of these teams are just not ready to play, and even teams that's playing well, because you know how Tibbs is—he always got something to say. Mm-hmm. Like we not yeah. ready. We know this is not this is not the final version. But I give him credit. At least they 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 show up every night. But I mean, watching say hard. Yeah, watching some of these other games, like our different teams. Some teams are hard to watch because they look look like they're going through the motions, or something's wrong, or something's missing. Like even watching the Hawks, I don't know what the Hawks were doing. I mean, is the the new rotations? This guy's crazy. Is um is this guy hurt? Um, the center, what's his name? Um, Capella. Yeah, is he hurt? He wasn't hurt the other day. I seen him out there. I don't, right. I, I, watched, he, I watched. I watched Atlanta play. Who was it? And they just Capella wasn't out there. It's almost like some of these teams are trying to disrespect some of these other teams, and then they end up losing. Like, oh, yeah, we just playing this team so we can rest some guys and then they go out there and get their behinds whooped. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like what happened? Uh, Trey Young doing his, his typical where he yeah. stops and jumps back. Sometimes he's still getting they that call. That call. He, he bust, um, yeah, he bust him Hardaway Jr.'s chin open. Hardaway yeah. Jr. had to get stitches because Trey Young jumped, you know, did the jump back and he still got the call on it too. Yeah, I would have been pissed. But you know what? I would say the refs, besides those kind of non-basketball movements, the refs are letting a lot of calls, like a lot of things, a lot of contact. I don't know if I like this. This is some of these calls, these no calls getting out of hand. Well, that's what James Harden was complaining because he every play. Well, James Harden's got the 
he like he needs to go back to to some extent to, to young kid basketball. The coach should be on his ass because here's the thing, right? Every time he gets knocked to the floor, he lay he sits there. He sits mm. there, he complains, and the ball's going back down the other end of the court. Get up. Mm-hmm. Back court sitting there complaining and five on fours on the other end. I guess it's one of those things where you know you ain't gonna play no defense on the other end anyway. <laughs> you know, so what difference does it make? <laughs> Get up. And it, it seemed like the this were you know from the Nets. It seemed like some of these jocks. Um, Harris is still stuck in last year. He can't make nothing. Yeah. Then the dude that was hustling, he was out of the rotation. Bruce Brown. That's the first time I seen him get to play this shit. Mm. Yeah, uh, Javon Carter was taking his minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. I like Carter's defense, but I would have probably kept uh, Brown in there. Yeah, Carter doesn't give anything else besides that he had a couple of shots. They don't seem like they're using Lamarcus Aldridge right or something. Aldridge the other night when he played Philly, they gave him the ball. He kind of dominated too. Yeah, and then other nights it's like, all right, he's in that same position like the White Howard. He might get 15 shots tonight. No, the White House ain't never getting 15 shots, but he might get 15 tonight, and then he'll get four the next night. You don't bring guys in like that that can still play and do that to him. Millsap, he's ain't he injured or what the hell's going on with him? Uh, I've seen him out there today. He hit a couple of threes, but those guys, I don't know. The Nets are what the second oldest team in the league to the Lakers, I think. Something yeah. like that. And I think it's showing. I think both them teams, they're going to play in the championship in wheelchairs. <laughs> For some reason, the Nets, the Nets players, they look like extra. They look even older than the Lakers players to me. <laughs> you know, I, I saw a, a stat which says that Booker is actually older than the Lakers, man, by, I guess, a half a year. They might be. I <laughs> yeah, be yeah I, saw that. I saw that. Well, you, you know, think about it. They got Griffin, Millsap, Aldridge. I think Aldridge is what thirty five. Mm-hmm. Like thirty five. Yeah. Griffin Griffin is older than Durant too. Durant is thirty three. Harden is what thirty two or something. He's in his thirties. Right here. Kyrie's over thirty. Joe Harris, I think, is over thirty two. Yeah, right now they don't have. They Cam Juan uh... Payne. <laughs> That's about it. Everybody else, Nick, the old roster. Yeah, Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton. Right. They got. <laughs> And the, and the rookie, yeah, they got four guys that have been drafted in the last two years that's under 30. Everybody else is over 30. Javon it's Carter crazy is they, they could have used that uh, right now. I'm looking at it. They could have probably used DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Right? Because you know he was going, he would have at least been able to suit up. You know what? I think I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making this prediction. I don't know if they got to win it, but if they don't make it this year, the Steve Nash experiment's going to be over. Agreed. Yeah, it'll be over. Because I don't, to, personally, I don't think he's a good coach. I, I watch some of the things he does, the substitutions and the patterns. It just, it doesn't make basketball sense. Like, I don't know if he's being loyal to players or he just doesn't understand or somebody like, like he's playing players like they're on a minutes restriction where you got a guy like, it's, it's when you make subs, people sub people out. Like, I'll, I'll give a perfect example that, that's good with Tibbs. It'll be times like you'll see a team come out there. Like I remember the other day, Barrett didn't come out to start that. That was him. He didn't come out in the, the fourth quarter or whatever. He was him. He switched it up because Barrett wasn't doing nothing out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember the other day, somebody else didn't, didn't come in and top and stayed and they stayed out. 
because they wasn't doing nothing. Kemba wasn't doing nothing. He sat Kemba down. You can't just be putting guys in. Oh, this guy's a starter, and we got five minutes left in the fourth. Let me just put him back in. That's not how it works. Yeah. You guys in that's playing well. He ain't playing well. He got to sit down. There's only two people in the Nets that got that deal. Durant and Harden. Everybody else, you need to be playing well else when it comes down to it. You're not at a point like no, there's no loyalty to those guys having them on the court. For me, if I'm looking at a guy like Joe Harris, dude, if you out there and you over eight on threes, your night is over to me. That's the second quarter. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything else. You don't do nothing else. You ain't no hit defense. the shot. Yeah, I can't have you out there. And I said, I can get somebody else that's that shoot over eight. Plus Harden too, like Harden. Besides not getting those calls, he's which we know he does anyway. But he's pounding that ball so much. Yeah, you know? people standing around again, late second shots. I mean, the crazy thing is Harden's best defensive plays against big players. Mm. And I think he was able to, like Harden was able to get away with that in Houston because he had like a lot of shooters around the perimeter. So he was able to dump off and a lot of those bailout threes and all type of stuff. But now the Nets, their team isn't really built for that. No. So him pounding the ball for 18 seconds and then dishing off, these guys can't really shoot. They're not, you know, Joe Harris is, I guess, a three-point shooter, but who else is? And he's not making them. I mean, yeah, I so who be, else is actually a shooter? I wouldn't be surprised to see that young kid get the play soon. Cam Thomas, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. They need somebody to score. But you know what, fellas? K- KD and Kyrie got what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. So you can't get mad at Steve Nash because he's showing. His, his inexperience on the sidelines. You got what you asked for. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you get what you wanted, it's not working out. I got, I'm, I'm gonna blame him. I'm gonna blame you guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna blame KD and Kyrie before I blame Steve Nash. Some some of these other coaches, I gotta give them credit for seeming to be playing smart too. Like um, the guy on Charlotte Borrego. Remember last year they started PJ Washington. He looked at the roster and said, "This is not, you know, yeah, that's not gonna work." So now mm-hmm. Washington coming off the bench. And he seemed yeah. like he's showing his rotation, and you know, mm-hmm. so it looks like it looks like he's improved. Like some coaches look like they're improving and and understanding stuff. Like even in Minnesota, like they made some different changes as you know how they do the lineup and stuff. But yeah. you know, I, I think two coaches could grow and get better too. And I think right some voices. I think the guy that um the dude they hired in Washington, he's helping them out. I think he's getting got them motivated. Like you got Kuzma playing really well for them or something. He may not be scoring, sure. but he's doing different things. Harrell's playing well for him, but they have roles. I think I don't think Steve Nash, other than superstars, the players don't know their roles. Certainly so, seems that way. Yeah, and then you look at a lot of teams like is is like some of the dynamics. I think we talked about the contracts and stuff like that is messing up the sports too because. When you look at it, like, let's say I'm in the last year of my deal. Like, I watched the Cleveland, the, um, the Cavaliers, right? You know the Cavaliers didn't make any offer to Sexton at all? None. So, you know, yeah. right now when he's on the court, he's thinking, I got I to gotta do something here. Yeah, I got to get mine. Yeah, me He's already thinking that regardless, yeah. but now he's really thinking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... They gotta really, really restructure or think about how these things are. If you don't plan on offering a guy anything, you gotta trade him. 
Yeah, you, I would. Yeah, I would because he not he's not looking out there for the team, and and those guys are playing better too. Look, you look at um the guy they drafted Mobley, um the guy from Jared Allen. Yeah, Kevin Love is playing decently or something. Mm-hmm. All of them, but Coral, those guys are really really playing hard, but. I watched Sexton like throw up some crazy stuff, like three or four down the trips down the court. <laughs> I even heard that they like I don't even think his teammates like him or something crazy like that. Cause I've never heard of somebody not get offered anything. They didn't even talk to him. And then uh this dude is out, right? Garland? Yeah, Garland's out. Yeah. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, so I don't even know how how lot of that's gonna work. But even other things, you see, um you see Memphis made the change. I think isn't Dylan Brooks coming off the bench now for Desmond Bain? Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I didn't know so, that. Bain's better shooter though. That's I can see that. He opened the floor over the really shooting. Yeah, I think Desmond Bain, Bain might be the starter now. Mm. So yeah, he, guess, he can shoot though. That's for sure. I guess coaches went home and decided, listen, I'm not getting fired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you on the court. I'm gonna make because I was surprised they traded on um, this dude Violin Lafunis. I was surprised they traded. him. Yeah, that was a little shocker. Yeah, yeah. he was playing well for them, I thought, too. He's playing well now for the Pelicans. I don't think that's what they need over there because it's another guy clogging the paint up with Zion there, but he's playing well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a trade scenario I've seen involving that. I heard of a deal that where, what's the name, we're talking about Kyrie Irving for Valentunas, Devontae Graham in a first-round pick. Would you do that? I think if the Pelicans would do it, I, I probably would. No. I would do that. That would help the Nets out dramatically because I don't think point guard is where they need to help at. Mm-hmm. But bringing in Valentunas to be the everyday starter at center, I think yeah. that, that would yeah, be cool. that would be you know a big a big help. And the only thing I would say with it is uh, if you're the Nets, like it's not a flashy name. No. Right. So they may be, if you're going to get rid of them, they may be thinking along the lines of we got to make a splash, right? We got to try to get Bradley Bill. Everybody in the world thinks they're going to get Bradley Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Every team's getting Bradley Bill. Right. Either that or you know they're thinking about uh, KD supposedly already turned it down, right? The whole Ben Simmons thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. Not for nothing. You, You can't take a guy who can't handle being booed in Philly and moving to New York. I mean, he was if he needs to go play someplace like he should go to OKC or something like that. Plus, I don't know, I don't know uh, what he would actually add to them. They can't score now. Yeah, he <laughs> that's why KD him. is averaging thirty-eight or whatever it is in the first three games. So he now would. you bring him in, it, it, you get the flashy name, but he can't score. No, what? Yeah, you figure was he? I mean, you imagine him and James Harden. You can get another basketball out there. Two guys that want to have the ball in their hands every every second on the court at the same time. He would improve them defensively, I guess. But I don't think right now they could stand to get better there too. But I think right now, believe it or not, as crazy as it sounds, it's the offense. Right. Who would have thought that going into the season? We thought they were a lock on the offensive end. Who would have thought you would say this? I'd rather have Valanciunas than Ben Simmons. <laughs> Because <laughs> Valentunas is going to go out there. He's going to get his 16 points, his 10 rebounds. He's going to play defense. He's going to be tough. You, he's not going to care about the crowd booing. He's not going to care that he can't get 25. If KD yells at him, he's not going to care. 
But if none of that stuff is going to matter to him. The first mm-hmm. time KD turns around and does this joint to Ben Simmons, like, what are you doing? They might as well get the trade papers going because he's going to be like, this guy doesn't like me, the crowd. I can't crowd, play here. Yeah. yeah. He, this dude had the nerve to say he wanted his own team. I'm looking through the NBA. I'm like, I don't know what team you could go to averaging 12 points a game, 12 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists and be the man on the team. I don't think yeah. that exists. He has his own team. Philly has his own team. Yeah, they 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 played through him, and he wants more than that. Embiid said that. Yeah, I don't know where he could go, where he would like jump in and be the man on the team. I I don't think there's any place. Toronto. I think he might be maybe able to bump out Van Fleet. Right? Isn't Van Fleet considered like the Scotty Barnes, the kid they just drafted? But it used to be Siakam. But I don't even is he still playing? Yeah, I don't even know what's going on with him. For for a guy who got the previous coach fired and Jimmy Butler traded, now all of a sudden he wants his own team. Give me a break. <laughs> Maybe you have your own team. Pacers? You know, you know what I don't like that he's doing too is you didn't hear his newest thing about the, some kind of mental illness. He can't handle it. I mean, yeah, I seen that. There's people who really have mental illness out there. Yeah, yeah. And you to take and just throw that out there as a reason why you don't. I mean. You really grasp it, but that's that's not that's not cool at all. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't understand that one. He's not mentally prepared. Dude, you're never gonna be mentally prepared. They paying you millions of dollars. Like, I'm, there's dudes who get booed every time they get on the court, even before they do anything. They mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, you gotta you gotta suck it up. I mean. Playing, people love playing in the garden, but the garden is one of the toughest places, the toughest crowds to be around. If you stink, they're gonna let you know about it. You right. <laughs> be out I say, it. it feels the same way, so I don't get yeah. that. How how you got used to that by now? Yeah, if you're not you're not performing, you are gonna know about it. New York sports, it's not the place to come to if you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You are gonna know, you are gonna know you ain't performing or something. And that's that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. So another team that's interesting or something, and, and I think I started seeing it last year, and I think it really came up, is is Jalen Brown the best player on the Celtics? He's looking the part so far. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people, you know, huge Tatum fans, and I like him too, but Jalen Brown right now is looking the part. I know quite a few Boston fans that I've been hearing this for the last couple of years, man. Guys, you know, I watch Boston games when they come on in, in the area, play the Knicks or yeah. something like that, you know. I know five Boston fans watch almost every game, man. And, and I've been hearing that for, for a while, man. So, you know, I, right, right now, he looks the part for sure. And, and it seems like he just, he just plays harder than, than, than Tatum does. That's, you know, I'm sorry, it seems like uh, Tatum just set up a lot of jump shots, man. He created shots, you know, saying get over, but he just set up a jump shot with, with Jalen. He, he's attacking the basket, shoot a three, he's doing everything, you know, as far offensive wise. You know, he set up for just jump shots. You know what's, what's strange about it? It's almost like Tatum feels like he's a superstar. Or whatever. So he plays in a way like he's a superstar where he expects calls, he expects things to happen and stuff. Whereas Brown just goes out and plays. He don't care who's out there, whatever. He plays hard and everything. But mm-hmm. take, okay, I, I'm gonna make my move. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. my shot. I got grazed. They didn't make the call. Right. I'm gonna jog back or something. 
Yeah, it, I like I like that. Yeah, Jalen Brown, you can see he plays hard all the way through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that is, I think I think he's definitely the best right now. And last season, for a long stretch, he was the best too. Yeah, Tatum had some some explosive games last season yeah. where he kind of sort of looked apart, but. I don't know. Like you said, I think Jalen Brown at least seems like he's out there playing harder. Yeah, and you know what's funny? In cities, like you know, in cities, we appreciate people that play hard. So even if was even if Tatum might be the more talented of the two, it, it was saying people appreciate when you see a guy actually working. And the crazy thing is, I don't even know if he's that. I don't even know if he's the most talented. Yeah, that's true too. When you look at it, I like. From the offensive side of the ball, I can't think of what he necessarily does better than Jalen Brown. I don't think mm. he's more explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't no. think his ball handling is as good. I don't think his jump shot may be his post-up game, and that's because Brown doesn't really post up too much, but you may be able to say the whole uh, post-up game. He may have maybe a better mid-range game. Um, yeah. And then defensively, I think Jalen Brown is better too. Yeah, yeah for sure. I definitely think so. Maybe being on an Olympic team, you know, saying USA team, you know, I guess give you a big head, so to speak. You never know. That could be true as well. That's true. Yeah, I, and I, I think, uh, like, I think Boston kind of sort of, like, they, uh, it's almost like they gave up on Jalen Brown in terms of being that type of guy, like, too yeah. early. I would say, because he came in, he didn't have explosive, you know, start to his career. But the guy is still extremely young. It's almost yes. like he moved on. They jumped on the Jason Tatum uh, bandwagon before giving this guy a chance to even, um, you know, be in that position to be the man. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like they started anointing Tatum early, you know? So Once he caught that dunk in the playoffs against LeBron and bumped up against him. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, he was a superstar. Hey, I got a question for you guys. As Nick fans, and I, I'm going to tell you guys my opinion of it afterwards. Do you feel comfortable with the shot distribution on the Knicks right now? Like, do you feel comfortable with how the shots are going? Because I'll just give you my opinion. I don't understand how you pay a guy or give a guy like Kemba the rest of the money of the contract, and he hasn't taken a has a game where he's taking more than eight shots. But yet, so we got Barrett who shoots okay. We got don't get me wrong, Fournier. I won't knock him. Everybody, it's like four guys or five guys on that roster who get more attempts than Kemba Walker. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I don't know. It's, it's it's a little strange so far. I, I think they look good. I'm excited uh, the way they're playing, but it's a little strange in terms of like I still don't know what they're trying to do offensively. I like that they're shooting more threes. They're making more threes. We hit what 24 threes in the last game, which was a franchise record. So I like that. But at the same time, I think it's kind of sort of stunting Barrett's growth a little bit because he doesn't really fit into the equation in in this particular offense that they're running. Randall, I can't really, Randall's not really forcing shots like he was year one. He still looks pretty good, I would say. Occasionally he's out there, you know, a, a little out of control, but it's not really him. I don't know, it's a little strange, the offense. I think they need to, uh, like, mix it up a little more, like you said, get some other guys involved. 
Like, I don't know what their main, when they come down court, I don't know what their main objective is on offense. Um, Kemba is so like Kyrie in a way. He's more of a smart point guard. A guy that, um, do all the scoring, they worry about, you know, uh, guys getting over, taking a lot of shots. But now that he's playing for a team where, where like, he's trying to work on not being a uh, offensive-minded point guard, so to speak, when you're on better talent, as if a head coach wants you to move the ball around. Because remember, he's playing the point guard position right now. So playing the point guard, some guys is uh, either a scoring point guard or a guy facilitates. So I think he's in, in the middle of a, a transition period of uh, knowing when to score and, and trying to work on his, uh, his game, trying to, uh, you know, get guys in the right place and, and uh, pass the ball around to the right guys like Randall or R.J. Barrett, get guys in the right space on the court. So I think he's just I think he's trying to just fit into the team right now. You know his team is talented and get high high expectations. So I think right now he's trying to fit in more than anything else. We get comfortable, he'll do his thing. I can I can agree with him him trying to fit in comfortable, but I will tell you this. If at the twenty game mark you can still look and see Randall taking twenty two attempts and Kimba taking eight and you got Fournier, you got Obi Toppin, Burks, Rose and Barrett right. taking more attempts than he is, that's not a sustainable way to win. They're not going to win with that. Because, let's say, if you look at it, you go back, Kimball's one of the most clutch players in the fourth quarter in the NBA. Not mm-hmm. not, not just for the Knicks in the NBA. And I don't think he's going to be able to cut the switch on come time to playoffs or something after not. Because the reason that Kimball's even on this team is because these guys that shooting all these shots now didn't show up. So... You know, don't don't show up and show out in the, in the regular season and then not show up. And now mm-hmm. the guy we need to show up and show out, he he's not ready to do it because you done bombed away in the season. And I think part of it too, even though it's early in the season, I, I think they're kind of doing the whole, almost probably like a load management. Let's preserve this guy. Yeah, I can believe um, that. Yeah, no burn him out. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I can, I can believe that. Because his minutes, I know one game he played like some crazy amount of minutes. Maybe that double overtime game, he was out there for 30-something minutes, 38 yeah. minutes. And I thought even in that one, I thought that's when Tibbs should have pulled him. Right? Yeah, he, he, he had some bad turnovers at the end of that game that almost cost us. That was really you know? bad. Yeah. He looked like he was exhausted out there. Yeah, he was definitely And I bad. think everybody's kind of in that mode of just figuring things out. But so far, I like the way they look. Struggling tonight. Mm-hmm. Like we all said, mentioned earlier, you know, you were smacking this team uh, the other night and then now struggling. But it just goes to show um, teams make adjustments too, right? Right. Orlando, whatever they've seen in the Knicks offense and defense, for that matter, they made adjustments. And so far, they seem to have made the bigger adjustment than the Knicks did. Maybe the Knicks went out there with a similar mindset that we can do the same thing again. It's, it's not working this time. Yeah. I gotta say this. I gotta give him his credit. Listen, Cole Anthony showing out 27, 16, and 8. And that's one of the that's one of the things that um is difficult about playing the same team. Back um, to back. Yeah, back to back like that, right? Because they make adjustments on the fly based on what they literally just seen you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we would have played the same team a week yeah. from now, you know, we might have smacked them again. Mm-hmm. Right. They done played so many other teams in between that. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're playing That's true. back. It's fresh. What, what we just did to them is fresh in their minds in terms of the embarrassment. Yeah. And in, in terms of how we played the game plan. 
Yeah, people. Yeah, people have pride too, especially you know different things and then the whole joke. I don't know if you guys heard about the Julius Randle thing with Wendell Carter telling him to shut up, you get your ass whooped by thirty or something. He was saying something to Randle during that first game, and Randle told him to shut up. They got mm. him a spat or something. Where so. I'm, I'm sure these, these dudes have pride too. You just got blown out and dudes just talking or something. So, right. You know what? I'm One thing that's nice to see regarding these two teams is New York in general is being represented well, right? That oh, yeah. lot of players. You got Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Right? You got, you got um, this dude. He's not playing. Well, of Jonathan course, Kemba. Isaac. We know. Yeah, right? Kemba, Jonathan Isaacs. I think Orlando might have the most New York players on the roster, bro. Um, we got the big uh, who just came back, right? On the Knicks. Yeah, uh, he's from Queens, right? What's his yeah. name? Um, um, this is his that? first game back. He was out. Um, Taj? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gibson, yeah. right? He's from New York, Queens, yes. right? New York is well represented in this game. This, this is a good game for us. <laughs> This this the team. I seem like Orlando likes New York players too, because um, Bamba and Cole Anthony were both on the PSA Cardinals together. Nice. Yeah. So they playing. Now, they let me ask play. you this though, yeah. what? Because I I thought when they drafted Suggs, it was kind of strange to begin with. Yeah. You know, I, it felt like they wanted Toronto. They were shocked that Toronto didn't go with Suggs because I think they probably had in their mind we're going to draft Barnes. Yeah. But now, because I never thought um, Suggs and Cole Anthony can play together long term. I don't think that's a... Well, they're not going to. <laughs> but one of them got to go, I think. And Cole Anthony right now is not, you know, looking like he's he's willing to pack his bags or just roll over. I could understand that at one point. At one point, they um they had some rumors about Cole Anthony possibly going to Boston, but mm. the, the 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 thought process on Cole Anthony and I think Theo brought it up early. We were talking about Theo said something into effect about being a point guard or a combo guard. I think everybody's perception of Cole Anthony was always a combo guard, mm. and I think um I think if you look at um. You look at let's see, you look at Cole Anthony and you look at the Celtic. He couldn't go there and be this guy you see tonight. There, now with Jalen Brown and Tatum and Marcus, Marcus Smart, those type of guys. Yeah, those guys over there. He, he would be Carson Edwards over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it wouldn't have been a good fit or something. Even to some extent, I watched some of those Boston games. It looks like they, they might get frustrated with this guy sometime too, Schroeder, because Schroeder's going to take his shot. Yeah, he's going to shoot. Yeah. yeah. He's going to take yeah. his shot. So they really needed, like, a pass-first guy. Agreed. At one point, the Knicks were looking at um Anthony, too. They were looking at him, too, looking at Cole Anthony. Who you got to have right now? Point Anthony or Kemba? Oh, today it'll be Cole, <laughs> Cole Anthony. Yeah. If you go by tonight's game. Right, exactly. exactly. Thing, I would say with the Knicks in terms of their point guards, um, as much as we dislike Alfred Payton, right? I wanted him out of there for the last two two seasons. But the guy did play defense. Yeah. So now that's the biggest thing, right? Is we have a Tibbs led team. Tibbs is not that creative on on offense. And right now I don't know if we have the defenders to play Tibbs style defense. Who out there could defend? Mitchell right. Robinson is a decent defender. 
I think Julius Randle has improved defensively, but he's not like some defensive stopper. RJ Barrett got a little yeah. better, but he's not a defensive stopper. Who could no, guard him? Right. Uh, not a Fournier whole, uh, is not Gibson. known for his defense. Rob uh, Gibson. <laughs> right? Fournier, is, yeah. he can score, but he's not a lockdown defender. I will so say losing that, Bullock and, yeah. and uh, Peyton in terms of defense, we're seeing it so far. It's a big loss defensively. We made up for it in terms of points. Yeah. Um, but the defense right now, I don't know if Cole Anthony would have been going off, let's say, like this against Alpha Peyton, as crazy as it sounds, right? Peyton okay. wouldn't have done anything offensively, but I don't think he would have had Cole Anthony out here running the muck like this. No, no, he would not have. Rose can't, you know, Rose is not a defender. No. That's why I said, don't be surprised if late in the season you start seeing um, McBride and Grimes get more minutes because those dudes play defense. Oh, yeah, they're tough. Eventually, Tibbs is going to say, I got to get somebody quickly He's not a defender. No. I don't know what's going on with him. I like quickly, but he looked like he out there trying to basically safeguard his minutes because he know those rookies we just drafted is coming. That's that's what I kind of think of with him, too, I think. I think the guys that you know, it's sad to say, I think the guys that they drafted are Tibbs guys. You understand what I mean? Yeah, they're more like hard nose yeah. tenders and So eventually when he gets his chance, he's gonna move those guys in and try to move these other guys out. Because you look at those guys and watch you watching the preseason and the summer league, those dudes defend, they play strong, they play hard, and they really get after it. Even the like the center dude too, he's tough. Like, I would say with this current team, the way it's constructed, I would say Grimes would actually be more effective with this current team, the way they're playing. He would be more effective than RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. even because he's a better player. I don't think he's a better player at all than RJ Barrett. But the way they play, he would be more effective. Well, he can do what they need him to do. He can shoot and he can defend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's three yeah. and D. That's exactly they what they need. RJ is more of a slasher. Yeah, they don't need that. They need somebody to catch the ball, shoot it, and defend. Yeah, you're right. He will be. He would be I, more effective. Yeah. Yep, he definitely would. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, McBride starts sneaking in there getting minutes off for defense, too. Yeah, he's eventually the whole Kimber Walker and I. I love both of them, Rose and Kemba, but eventually Tibbs is going to say, I need a point guard in there who can stop somebody. Yeah, we need to stop. You're going to have to. You're going to have to, and they'll probably you got to work them in during the season because you can't expect that in the playoffs you're just going to throw them in there. Right. Do that, but they, they're going to get a shot. And now with, with, um, with Mitchell out, you're going to see more Sims. He, so. uh, well, he limped back onto the court, but... And, and played some in the second half, but who yeah. knows? You know, that could just be adrenaline, right? That brought him back. That could bring another severity of injury. But he Mitchell, to me, I, as much as I like him, Mitchell is kind of clumsy. Yeah. So I think he's kind of prone to these type of things. But I, I do think he's gotten a lot stronger because I see some of these offensive moves he made, some of these dunks and stuff. He wouldn't have did that last year. He had the, <laughs> right. He had the athletic ability to do it, but he's going through people now. Right. I agree with you on that. And before he would he wouldn't have been able to do that. So I'm seeing him doing the whole flex thing. I think mm-hmm. they call him flex now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like what I'm saying, but he's still a bit clumsy. Yeah, he's a little bit injury prone, man. That's what it is. You guys like that, man. And plus, um, is he doing anything that Sims can't do? You know, because those same alley oops. We know Sims could catch him if not 
better. You know, Sims is an athletic monster himself. Yeah. I think Mitchell, maybe right now, I would say is probably a better defender than Sims. Shot block anyway. Right. Yeah, he is. I will say this. I think I think the Sims dude is stronger than Mitchell right now. I think the first day coming in, he was stronger. That Sims dude is strong as hell. <laughs> yeah, he might be the strongest dude oh, on the team. team. He's manhandling people. Yeah, he, he's a strong dude. Yeah, he's not no little kid. But, Theo, it's your time to give us some of these, with some of these great ones or something. What you got for us today? Oh, yeah, I, I, I just got a question. Um, okay. I have maybe two or three. Um, name your top three uh, starting point guard, backup point guard combo, combos in NBA. Mm-hmm. Right now, today, starters and backups. Uh, well, one is eliminated. I would tell you Kyrie and his backup, but you can't say that because you got to actually be playing. Right. <laughs> Um, I actually like, uh, and we just spoke about him for a while. I like the Knicks. I like the pairing of Kemba and Rose. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they struggle, but I like that pairing overall. I got, I got an interest in one. I don't know if y'all would count him as the point guard. I don't know if he. Yeah, you got you. Luca and Jalen Brunson. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Jaylen Brunson. Uh, Whoa. What about CP3 and Payne? Payne, yeah. I'm yeah that's another CP3 good one. Yeah. Um, you, you, you could go harder than Patty Mills, man. <laughs> yeah. Harder than Patty Mills is a good one. That's another good one, you know. That's, that's a good one. one. Let me see. But I, 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 I like Jalen Brunson a lot, though. I'm, I'm a big Jalen Brunson fan. He's yeah. Heady. He's heady, man. I, I got that. He's heady and smart. Make, make clutch shots. I was I was watching the um, Dallas game and they were saying I didn't realize this that he shot the highest field goal percentage out of any guard in the NBA last year. Yeah, he's smart player. He don't take you know yeah, don't take bad, bad shots. shots. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. bad shots. Really? Um, you remember his father, Rick? Yeah, yeah, Temple, of course. <laughs> yeah, he was solid. Yeah, some was better though. Yeah, some was better than Cousin Pro. Yeah, he was. He was. He was Cousin Pro. Um. I'm gonna ask you a question about the uh, top 75. Okay. Um, I'm gonna name like maybe four names, five names, and, and what you gotta say is do they stay or should they, or can they be removed? Steve Nash. Okay. No. Is, is, is Steve Nash remo- removable? Yes or no? You know what? I, I think he belongs there, Steve I, Nash. I think, he, I think he's gotta stay. But I think he's got to stay because they ripped Kobe Bryant off. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Uh, Robert Parrish. I mean, uh, he might be able to come off. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. I mean, he was part of like a lot of t- what's happening now is guys that have been a part of winning teams are getting you know getting more accolades. Like mm-hmm. he's good, but. I, he was like, good. Robert Parrish was very good. He was very good, but do like think about it this way: you, Can you have Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale both on there? Like you said, you start thinking about it from the team success perspective yeah. more so than it's nostalgia at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah. How, how about that? Okay, can y'all get you? I think I might take Robert Parrish off. Like, I think okay. he's possibly open. How about uh, I mean two more? How about Dame Lillard? Uh, you know what? 
I don't I don't think think we can just because he's been consistent all his years. But if you factor in winning, like I don't think he's a good leader, and he's definitely not a not. I don't see him as a, as a really. He wins, but like he's kind of in between guy. You know what? It, I'll be honest with you. It wouldn't hurt me if he was removed. Right. Because it, it's yeah. not impossible. Because realistically, like, don't get me wrong. He scores a little more than Clay Thompson, but he don't do anything else more than Clay Thompson does, right? Yeah. Right. But I, I I'm a big uh, Dame fan, but that one is a toss up. Yeah. He yeah. he could get more. Uh, last one is Carmelo. Oh, no, I think Carmelo got his thing. You know what? Not even because I'm a, a I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> yeah, that's a personalized. You know, Carmelo was out there killing people for for a yeah. long time. You Carmelo, know? Yeah, Carmelo's got to got to stay. But you know what? You know who you know who Carmelo is? Carmelo is Dominique Wilkins. Truth be told, they might have jerked Carmelo, and I hate mm-hmm. to say it, they might have jerked Carmelo out of that Rookie of the Year too. Yeah, with LeBron. Made the playoffs. Yeah. Right. And his numbers was just as good as LeBron's, if not slightly better, right? Agree, it was. So they might have jerked him out of that. That might have been one of those, if anything, make it a co-rookie of the year thing. But we know they wasn't going to do that. Yeah, that, that, that's was that the one time Jason Kidd Grand Hill exception? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last part that fellas is, is a three-on-three uh, neighborhood basketball game. Okay. Everybody in their prime. Uh, Pat Ewing, Bernard King, Allen Houston. Okay. Gets Dave Robinson, Kawhi Leonard, George Gerber. Well, I, I, let's see. Dave. Don't be biased. Oh, you can be biased if you want. Be biased, you know. It's all good. You know what? I, I got to go with the Spurs. You know why? I think I think that I think all those, well, not Gervin, but I think Kawhi and David Robinson defensively would we'll, we'll do a better job against Ewan and Bernard King. Bernard King is a great score. I think he's he's definitely, like, people won't give him the credit. He's definitely a better score than Kawhi. Like, Kawhi is a better athlete, but Bernard King was phenomenal at scoring. Mm-hmm. I just don't know about the defense part of it for Bernard King. Mm-hmm. And Ewan and Robinson might be a wash on defense, at least early Ewan anyway. Right. Been a wash on defense. Mm-hmm. So I think Robinson, for the long haul, was a better defender. Right. Yeah, for me, I... Being a Knicks fan, I I would still probably go with the Spurs on this one, based on a lot of what you just said, and based on and and this is a street ball game you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's more street? Like I, you know, I, I'm thinking about Allen Houston. I don't know about Allen Houston in a street ball game. Now, if you told me Latrell, you know, then maybe. But I don't know about Allen Houston in a street ball game. Yeah, Allen Houston on and without a ref, you know. I That's don't know. a good matchup. Yeah, yeah, that's Allen Houston on George Gervin. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, the Spurs on this one as a Knicks fan. Me too, but the fans, George Gervin cannot stop Allen Houston. No, no, he couldn't. He couldn't. George Gervin can't stop Allen Houston. He couldn't. He, he, he couldn't. But I will tell you this: I think, I think that would be some tough matchups. It's, that would be some real tough matchups. Yes. I, I agree. I think you know, life in a street game, it might be hard for you and to stop David Robinson on a street game because Robinson was a lot quicker than you. Yes, was. very, very. And plus, he's lefty too. He's got that left-handed advantage too. Yeah. When the majority of people in the league is right-handed, you know, he's lefty. Yeah, 
But I think that would be a good game. That, that would be a real good matchup. Mm-hmm. A real good matchup. Because hell, Bruno, at one point, Bernard King was the Knicks. People don't really... Unguardable, man. And then when they discarded him, remember you went over there to Washington at the time of the bullets? And it still balled like, out. <laughs> you know who I think would have gave people some problems as a, a three-man matchup in their prime in, in terms of street ball? What about um like a, a combo of like Iverson, Stackhouse, and DC? Oh, that would have been tough. That, that, man, that's that a, a team that I could see, you know, because some of these players, I don't know if they could play street ball. Yeah, some of them look like they was all gym dudes. I know what you mean, that they only played in the gym. Like Allen Houston, I, I I love him, but I don't know if he could actually play in the streets. <laughs> you know? I'll tell you this. If we had to choose out of these two guys, who would you do? If you had to pick out of KD or LeBron in a street ball game, who would you choose? KD in a street <laughs> ball game? I think LeBron got some of that street element in him, but mm-hmm. KD, I think, is more, you know, yeah, like yeah. more of a street ball type of dude than than LeBron is. So we seen it. We seen KD and the Rock, KD and Dykeman. We seen him put the ball on the floor, take people, make moves, and live that. Right. LeBron could play it, but for one thing, the street crowd is animals. It's, 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 you could be LeBron, but not in that street game. I don't think you go out there and Dykeman. You play them dudes. They're like, oh yeah, let's stop playing because it's LeBron. Maybe if you swap out uh, with the next one, you swap out Allen Houston with Starberry or something, we might. Oh, know, God, yellow win. Yeah, because you <laughs> yeah. know Starberry could play some street ball. Yeah, yellow yeah. win, and he'll lead that team too. He'll be all over. Yeah, you put Marbury in that, it'll be different. You know, Ring, you three guys, man. If they're in college, I would love the DC and Stackhouse, Iverson, the college version of three guys. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It sounds crazy. Yeah. People don't know that Syracuse team was crazy with DC, Billy Owens, Steven Jack, Red Autry. They had they had one of the best college teams ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Syracuse produced a lot of good college players. I don't know about pros though, but college-wise, they produce a lot of good players, man. It's it's funny because all these different schools used to produce certain types of players. Like at one point, remember Georgia Tech was the point guard school? Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. you had you had we had um North Carolina was turning out two guards and threes. Mm-hmm. Georgetown yeah. was centers. Mm-hmm. That's true. Was, yeah, you knew it was gonna come from these schools. All that stuff, I think, kind of kind of went away or something. Yeah, yeah. Once the games changed, it did. Yeah, because you you knew if you like, people don't realize quietly. Think of how many small forwards from Arizona made the league like almost every single one for maybe six, seven, eight years straight dating from Sean Elliott all of those guys made it to Richard Jefferson Arizona right. a lot of threes in the game right. yeah you know what you know what, you know what? Arizona produced a lot of NBA players man yeah. Arizona man yeah, they did well, they did Miles yeah. Simon played Mike Bibby yep played yeah. uh, uh, Jason Jason right? yeah Jason Terry Jason yep Jason Terry yeah. And that kid too, Williams, he had a brief stick. The Williams kid who could dunk, athletic, he could play. They had a lot Sean of Elliott. A Remember lot Sean, of yeah, Sean Rooks played for a couple of years. They yeah, going on, on. Joe Bushler for the Chicago Bulls, he got chips. Yep. Yeah, Steve Kerr. Listen, see, they got it, man. They had a lot of players come from there. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of these schools, quietly small, people don't realize they turned out a lot, a lot of players. I mean, you got to figure, you look back, What's in Villanova always turned out hardcore players, like real top. 
Yeah, uh, hard-nosed players. That's been mm-hmm. part of that thing for yeah. years. A Philly style, a toughness. Yeah. 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 UConn used to turn out a lot of guards and players. Yeah. Yes, yes. Think about yes. It. These, dudes, these dudes had Kimba, Rip, um, Ray Allen, Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon. <laughs> yeah, dude, they had a stretch. Like, a lot of people... Shabazz, Shabazz too. Shabazz, yeah. Shabazz, Andre Drummond yeah. went to UConn. People don't even realize that. Yeah. Did you say Khalil Alameen? Remember him? Khalil Alameen. They had um they had another forward. Um, remember Daniel Marshall? Those those were good. Too. Yeah. 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 I never cared for the other dude though too much. Donnie Marshall. Yeah. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. Donnie, Donnie was nice though. Yeah, Donnie was good. Yeah, Karan Butler over there. Keep on that um, man. Butler was good. That's they, right. They turned out players like it was like you like blue blood schools. You right. always knew Duke. Everybody knew Duke was going to turn out some players. But the mm-hmm. funniest thing is, I always argue this with people. Duke is a hit or miss school. Like all Duke players don't do well in the league. Like they they get in there. Like I think I mean, remember Elton Brand was the first one ever to leave early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the first one ever to leave early. But there's been like some people that they, they didn't necessarily pan out to where they were. Some schools players don't pan out as much at all. Like, remember, did, did Gonzaga have that dude that averaged 28 points a game or something? Morrison? Yeah. Yeah, Adam Morrison, yeah. Yeah, Gonzaga had a couple of guys that was top players, but they don't This really guy had play. a long career, but uh, in terms of dude, J.J. Reddick didn't really pan out, right? Well, he led the league in, in college and scoring, too. Yeah, he was he was competing against Morrison that year, right? Where yeah. they both were on... And I, he had a great career in terms of longevity. Not a lot of guys can say, yeah, say they lasted, they lasted yeah. you know, 13, 14, 15 he years. Play if he to now. Yeah. But he was supposed to be coming out. He was supposed to be a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. It just never, never happened. Yeah. Same thing with Morrison. Obviously, Morrison was even worse. Morrison couldn't even stick in the league. No. Duke got a couple players, though. Oh yeah, they 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 got their shit. Yeah, you guys got their shit. I talk about that. I talk, talk about him real quick, fella. I, I got. I just wrote down right now. Grant Hill, Booza, Elton Brand, Zion, Dang. Yeah, Lord, Dang was Lord, Dang was nasty. Lord, Dang was tough. He was tough. You know, yeah, Jay Reddick, yeah. Jay Williams did. Yeah. So he had the you know the, the bike accident. Jay Williams, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving. I remember. Who's that? Kyrie. Andre Andre Barry. Both these dudes. Tatum and Bobby Hurley, so you, you got hurt too yeah. in the car crash, you know. So yeah. they, 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 they had a good run, man. A lot of at one point, at one point, Kentucky was NBAU, so they they had a stretch where think about it. That one team with Anthony Davis and Michael Kid Gilchrist, didn't every single one of those guys get drafted in the first round? Yeah, that, that's that's crazy. Man. Yeah, and then they had a couple of years where they had three and four dudes in the first round. Yeah, John Wall, Boogie Cousins. Come on, yeah, John Wall, yeah, Cousins and Bledsoe. Remember, Bledsoe was the cousin. Yeah, they had the crazy backup. They had Devin uh, Booker never started in Kentucky. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, never started. Never started. They had uh, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Um, Julius Randle. Right. Yeah, Julius Randle. Yep. Bam Adebayo. Yeah, cool man. They they had a cool man. Good Chris, a couple of people, man. The panda kid Jones didn't pan out too well. Left handed kid named Jones, that his name. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. He, he was mm-hmm. tough in college, but he didn't, right? Play. He ain't pan in the He ended up, he went to Houston, I think. I got drafted by Houston. Yeah, Brandon Knight was Brandon, Brandon Knight going to Kentucky. Knight. Yeah, he was on yeah. Kentucky too. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, those, those schools are tough. We don't we don't see that really too much. Now it seems like the kids are all spread out. And then you got this whole overtime elite. You got the overseas thing, G League, all this different stuff now. I think eventually college, college will, won't, they're going to have to pay these guys real money or something. Yeah, they are. Well, the parity is, is too spread out now, the parity, man. So yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter who you play for. They're going to find you anyway. Oh, I wanted to tell you <laughs> something crazy, too, that I read. And you guys get a kick out of this. Um, Huggins from West Virginia said that top teams in college, the top the top leagues, should break off from the NCAA and create their own tournament. And my, my answer to that was, yeah, dude, you getting mad because you keep losing to Bowling Green and stuff like that in the first round. And you about to get fired. You shouldn't just be in a tournament of your own just because you can't get out of the first round losing to teams in mid majors. Right. Damn team. Mm, you true. don't want to have to face those guys. I don't because think about it. If he loses to a big name school, nobody all right, yeah, you lost to these guys. But the fact is, is West Virginia been getting their ass kicked in a tournament by got everybody who God only knows. Think about it. when's the last time he got out the first round or the second round? They have that tall, dark skin dude, Xanax or whatever, Xana or whatever. Right. Remember him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's he, true. Wa- he wants to take only elite teams and put them in a tournament themselves and not the other teams. But you add right on to that, though, you know, you got to pay those schools to come to, come, to, come to your, your tournament. So they ain't, they ain't just like a phone for a homie come play this tournament. That's it. <laughs> you got to pay these schools where, wherever they want. The asking price for a couple hundred grand or whatever it is, for yeah. a million dollars. You got to pay these schools. So if you're offering, you know, Syracuse, Kentucky, and Georgetown, you know, find a, find a, find a grand apiece, man. That's a lot of money, man, for like a, for a basketball tournament. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So... If you ain't generating revenue, how you gonna pay these schools, man? You gotta get some sponsors, some real sponsors, man. Yeah, they they don't understand. They don't understand that. Yeah. Part. Mm-mm. Well, he doesn't really. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I do think college basketball still. I will say, I still like. It. I still think it has a place. But I think they're gonna have to change some things. We play the kids. That's it. We're doing it now with the I with the uh, with the NAO right now. They doing it. Yeah. They got, they got to pay. They got to pay these kids. Mm-hmm. They doing it. This kid getting sponsors now from you know whoever you know, mm-hmm. car dealer, car dealership, pizza shops, whatever, clothing lines, whatever. They get telephone companies. They all getting uh, yeah. Most of them all getting uh, you know, get some sponsorship now. You know, yeah. So good for them. So guys, what's up? We're coming to the end, man. Any final words? My Knicks loss, but still look good. Let's go Knicks. New York sports. Uh, yeah, uh, congrats to uh, Chauncey Bell for getting his first win as a coach for the Portland Trail Blazers. You know, that feels good. I mean, Dak, uh, he, right now, Dak might not play next week against the Minnesota Vikings. So, you know, so. Oh, and we have, yeah, so if he ain't playing, you heard it here first on our show. So, we hope he gets better. So maybe, maybe he needs two weeks off. We never know. That's kind of ankle sprain. I don't know it's high or low. So, yeah. So having a week off, the bye week is doing real good for right now. You know, you know. Other than that, man, college hoops coming real soon, man. Let's go college basketball, man. My number one sport, man. I said, man. I yep. said, can't wait. And for me, I just gotta, what's the guest gotta say? You know, I'm rooting for anybody except for the Houston Astros. For sure. Again, we're saying painfully, the Jets stink. Just when you thought it, just when you thought it was bad, it couldn't get any worse. It got even worse today. Fifty burger. Fifty burger. And uh, and um, the, the quarterback out, so I don't think it gets any worse. We officially it, it, might have hit rock bottom. 
Is he, is he, is he hurt that bad for the back? I'm not even sure yet. But that that might be that's probably the worst loss we're gonna see this whole season. Mm. They they done hit rock bottom or something. Mm-hmm. So and, um, this is just official. This is my last word. The Jets are on the clock. Robert Saleh, right? Waiting for April. <laughs> this is the two your best players. You know what I'm saying? And trade those trade trade the trade the G tackle. Marcus May too. That he Marcus May, you know, trade him man to somebody man and get those draft picks and just reload, man. Yeah, you got to do it, man. Yeah, it's it's done. It's not. It's they're not even competitive. Right. 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 Who would have thought when he said "all gas, no break" that he was talking about the other team? (laughs) 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 They all they all gassed us up. It was all gas. <laughs> yeah, but thanks again, guys, man. It was great talking to you guys about sports, man. Yeah, always. Guys, again, man. Everybody have a great evening, man.